Grace and peace to you from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. This morning we celebrate Pentecost Sunday and the birth of the Christian church. But did you know that Pentecost was originally a Jewish festival? It is called Shavuot and it is still observed today. Shavuot is Hebrew for weeks and it comes seven weeks or 50 days after the Passover and it commemorates the day when God gave Moses the Torah on Mount Sinai, which is when Israel became a nation. In the time of Acts, Shavuot was a pilgrimage festival, and so many Jews came to Jerusalem to observe it. And that's why there are Jews of so many different regions and nations in Jerusalem. It was like a united nations of Jews whose homelands ranged from the mountains east of Mesopotamia, Iran, and Iraq, to the coasts of Asia Minor, Turkey, to the shores of North Africa, Libya, and Egypt, and to Rome. As one person put it, it was a fellowship that girdled the Roman world, and thus, for all intents and purposes, for the authors of the Bible, the entire known world. At this opportune, this pregnant moment, God chose to send the Holy Spirit, The spirit who once appeared as a dove at Jesus' baptism now appears as fire on the heads of the disciples. They spoke in other languages so that these Jews that had made their pilgrimage to Jerusalem could understand them each in their own language. While some speculated that the disciples were just drunk, most people recognized that there was far more going on here. All these different people were hearing about Jesus' life, his death, and his resurrection in their native tongue. And after hearing about him, the people asked what they should do. And Peter told them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, so that your sins may be forgiven, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For this promise is for you, and for your children, and for all who are far away, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to him. About 3,000 people were baptized that day, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of the bread, and to prayers. This morning, when I think about Pentecost, uh, I actually think of Canada. Uh, And more specifically, I think of a monument at the Canadian Parliament in Ottawa called the Centennial Fountain. The Centennial Fountain was built to celebrate the 100th anniversary of Canada's own nationhood, its own founding, which was ratified on July 1st, 1867. And the fountain was dedicated on July 1st, 1967, 100 years to the day. July 1st is Canada Day. It's also my anniversary. It's very easy to remember. And this fountain sits at the entrance to Parliament Hill. And it's really short, round, and pretty understated. It's only about three feet high and about eight feet around. But what makes it unique as fountains go is that there's a fire burning on top of it, large enough so that when you stand by the fountain, you feel warmed, even during the coldest Canadian winter. It is said that this fire is meant to evoke the bonfires that were lit all over Canada in celebration of Confederation. From just under that fire, water flows down in clear sheets over the crests of all the provinces and territories that make up Canada, and below each crest is the year that it joined the nation, and then the water pools below. 
And here's why I think about that fountain on this day. First, the flame reminds me of the Holy Spirit and how it rested like tongues of fire on the disciples, enabling them to proclaim Jesus' good news to the world. On the fountain, it looks like the fire is sitting on top of the water. It looks like it shouldn't be burning at all. And at Pentecost, it's just amazing how these tongues of fire burned on the disciples' heads and in their hearts in those days after Jesus' ascension. The scripture tells us that in those days, they were grieving, they were frightened, they didn't know what to do, their teacher had left them. They were these 12 ragtag guys, and what were they supposed to do now? How could they possibly continue Jesus' teachings without him and start a church? Pentecost defied everyone's expectations and probably those of the disciples as well. Pentecost was like a fire burning on water, improbable, unexpected, and brilliant. Second, the water on the fountain reminds me of baptism and how those 3,000 people were baptized in just that one day. And third, and most of all, I think about that fountain because it is a symbol of unity in diversity. Prior to July 1st, 1867, Canada, then called British North America, was just a collection of six separate colonies with a diverse numbers of people, mostly French and English, along with other nationalities, including the native Inuit. They were city dwellers and farmers, fur trappers and mountaineers. Its people stretched from the Atlantic Ocean to the Pacific Ocean up to the Arctic Circle. And out of those diverse people, a nation was created. And likewise, out of the diverse and far-flung peoples gathered in Jerusalem for Shavuot, Pentecost, a church and the body of Christ was forged through the fire of the Spirit and through the waters of baptism. This kind of unity of people and nation seems in short supply these days, especially but not just with countries of the Middle East that were represented in our readings from Acts. The same could be said of our country. While we have so many ways to communicate more efficiently these days, it is still difficult for us to talk effectively. When you read the news, it feels less like Pentecost and more like the Tower of Babel, where division and misunderstanding, suspicion and resentment erode our relationships and physical, cultural, political, and religious barriers divide us even further apart. But today, Pentecost offers us an alternate vision of our world. Peace in the place where the church was born, Israel and Palestine. A, visual, a, 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 vis, a vision of a realization of racial justice and healing from trauma. A vision for the end of poverty, hunger, and homelessness. A vision for destigmatizing mental health. A vision for where people are honored for their differing abilities rather than bullied for them. Pentecost calls us back to unity in all of our beautiful diversities. And that diversity is something upon which our church was founded and created, though through the centuries we have sometimes failed to live up to that vision. The season of Pentecost, which we embark upon today, is a season for the Holy Spirit. And for the next many weeks, we will reflect on what the Holy Spirit is doing in our world and what we can do inspired by the Holy Spirit to serve our neighbors. 
Peter tells us that the Spirit inspires us with visions and dreams. Paul tells us that the Spirit prays for us with sighs too deep for words. Jesus tells us that the Spirit teaches us and leads us into all truth. Luther says that first and foremost, the Spirit draws us to Jesus. He says the Spirit calls us through the gospel, enlightens us with its gifts, makes us holy, and keeps us in the true faith. On this day of Pentecost, we remember that it has been the Holy Spirit's 2,000-year mission to make the world small, to make the world flat, to draw us together and draw us closer to God. The Spirit is the life force of the church. Like the sun to the planets, it exerts a gravitational pull on us that holds us together around Jesus. The promise of the Spirit and of being people of the Spirit, as though, although we are different and diverse, the Spirit is at work drawing us together, strengthening the bonds between us. This is the Spirit we describe at baptisms and at confirmation as the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear, the all of the Lord, the Spirit of joy and God's presence. The fire of the Holy Spirit is one of a single candle lit for peace rather than the firebombs of war. It replaces the fires of hatred, vengeance, and prejudice in our hearts with a burning fire and a passion for justice, love, mercy, and peace. At Pentecost, we are invited to see the world in a different way. And that is one of the great gifts of being a Christian. Through the Holy Spirit, we can see the places where bridges are being built and connections are being made. We can also see divisions as opportunities for healing and loving our neighbor, which in this tiny connected world is everybody. Because of the cross, we can see Jesus in the midst of suffering. Because of our baptism, we know that no one is ever lost. Because of stories from the Bible like Pentecost, we know that God has a greater vision for this world and we can work together with the Spirit to fulfill it. This morning, we pray that the persistence of the Spirit, like a fire burning on water, will sustain us as we continue to grow in our faith. We pray that we would know unity and peace in our hearts and work for those things in the world, and that the unifying work of the Holy Spirit working in us and through us would fulfill Jesus' promise that we all would be one. Amen.